everybody. Welcome to a very special <laughs> episode of Say Something Interesting. I haven't done this in a month. And, it's been uh, a while. It's been a while. My name's Brent. With me is my friend Megan. She's Hello. back, everybody. Welcome back, Megan. Thanks. I watch a show. Like, this is the time when all of the shows are coming back on, too. Like, they yep. took a summer break mm-hmm. or whatever, and there's a show called Fox Bet Live that I, I like to watch. You and say Fox Bet Live? Fox Bet Live. It's a Got sports it. show. It's all this kind of- You just said it really fast, know, so all yeah, the words whatever. blob together. It doesn't matter. It has Cousin <laughs> Sal in it, who's one of my favorite okay, yeah, personalities yeah. on the planet, mm-hmm. right? And uh, there's usually three co-hosts, and uh, and then one, one like- she what does she do? She moderates the show. I don't know. Anyway, hosts it, I guess. Sure. Uh, and they lost two of their four, and so they're back. They were back today for their very first episode, and it's a new lady running as the host, and then one of the guys is gone, and it just feels like I'm still in on it because I like cousin <laughs> Sal that much, but it does feel like oh, it's different, whatever. Yeah. And uh, luckily for us, we're just. <laughs> All of us are back. It's, uh, this is long season, story long. This is season four. <laughs> is this four? Um, I think it is. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I think it's yeah, season yeah. four. Uh, our fourth year of doing Margo, this. Margo, Megan, Mallory, Megan. I might be five. We might be starting you five. You might be right. It may be five. We might Anyways, be starting five. One of those yeah. two. Season four, mm-hmm. season five. It, well, you've been in it for the long haul. <laughs> Thank you so much. A uh, half hour out of your week to mm-hmm. kind of, you know, listen to us jibber jabber on about church stuff and life and all of that good stuff. How was your month break? How was the rest of your summer break? It was good. It was really good. I had a big trip and um, I'm looking at when I subscribe to the podcast that's I'm doing right now. Um, Well, no, that didn't help me. Um, (laughs) Anywho, yeah, I had a big trip. You traveled. You went to go visit Margo. Yeah, I went to Pittsburgh and and visited Margo. And then I drove from Pittsburgh to Cincinnati. What was your favorite of those two? Oh, Brent, why? No, I have to have you. It's either family or friends. What is it? What do you like more? I don't, cannot answer. That is Plead the bad. fifth. No. Uh, both my friends and my family Boo. listen to this podcast. I don't, they're, they're different. It's too different to like pick a favorite. On the um, level of um, cute to really cute, how cute was Margo's baby? He's like really cute. Yeah. Um, Looks like it from the picture. Yeah, he has like the really cute personality too. He's super yeah. busy into everything, really friendly and smiley. He's and- got that whole like look right now where like he's standing on something, mm-hmm. holding onto it, and then just like doing the bouncing up and yeah, down. Yeah, uh-huh. just like, ah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's 100% Callum. He's yeah. just, he's really great. He's a cute, cute, cute baby. That's awesome. Um, Yeah, it was really fun to get to like hang out with him. And- Did you do anything fun? You went to a, pit- you went we to went a Pittsburgh to- Pirates game. We went to a Pirates game. We went to the, they have like a green, giant greenhouse botanical gardens in Pittsburgh. We went there. Nice. We went to the zoo. Um, Margo took me to all of the food places that she likes. What um, was the What was the restaurant that you were supposed to go to that was like in downtown Pittsburgh? There's like a chain of them, I know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the one with spot? the fries. Yeah. yeah, we didn't go there because it was not Margo's favorite. Ah. And I was like, man, it's okay, whatever. Okay, whatever. Um, we went to another restaurant um, in the they call it like the Strip District. It's like one of the more industrial Careful. parts. That Careful. like um, she's shaking her head at me. <laughs> I also rolled my eyes. Um, <laughs> that is like being kind of revitalized. Um, they had like a breakfast place there that we went and like a Italian market shop. And yeah. we did. Um, Pittsburgh is really hilly. And there's like a couple places where they have these like trams that just like go up what they call the incline um, that 
run 24 seven basically. And one night after Callum went to bed, we like went in, in the middle of a thunderstorm, rode up one of them and then rode back down and, um, just to say you did it. Well, no, cause we hadn't like gone up. It, you can like see the whole city. Oh, gotcha. yeah. It's like a gorgeous view. You can see like all the three rivers that come into Pittsburgh and, um, they're cool looking too. Like, yeah. you, you, uh, I know what you're saying. Cause I've seen a picture of them. Mm-hmm. They're like the incline is steep. Yeah. It's like really steep. It's like a trolley car on its side. Yeah. The only thing I can equate it to is if, have you ever golfed at the, um, old Tri-City Country Club that's now Zintel Creek? Uh, no. They have one of those there uh, okay. because their clubhouse is down like below on this cliff. Yeah. And you can walk the switchbacks back and forth. But if you're old, you take the world's <laughs> slowest elevator. <laughs> and uh, it's one of those exact same things. It only goes about 100 feet and it takes you about a half hour <laughs> to do this. Uh, I can't even imagine actually taking it. Uh, that's um, funny. This goes I, a lot I try and talk myself into it. But uh, then I'm like, I just, I watch it and yeah. you wait and you're just like, I got to go. Yeah. I, I, I have no patience for that. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, it kind of, it feels a little bit like a ski lift or something, but it's not, you're not like floaty. It's like on the ground. Yeah. Right. Um, but it's, you know, it's old. It's like an old trolley yeah. and they run know. 24 hours a day, huh? Yeah. I don't, they might get take, on them or how yeah, you have to pay. Okay. Um, I don't remember. I think it is 24 seven. I think it does run crazy. Um, or maybe they take like an hour in the middle of the night or something. I don't know, but it's open really, really late. Maybe it's just open till midnight. Maybe that's what it is. But anyway, um, we went and saw Mr. Rogers tattoo or not tattoo statue. Uh, did have tattoos. <laughs> so yeah, it was just fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then the drive to Cincinnati. Yeah, it was boring. Boring. And then when I got to Cincinnati, just a bunch of family things that we had a, my grandma passed away last summer and we had a memorial for this summer. Yeah. But my mom got like the coolest Airbnb ever. It was like on a working hobby farm. So there was all these farm animals that we were allowed to go and like pet and see and watch and just like right outside our Airbnb store. So as a third party hearing the two different cities (laughs) and what's involved in them, I don't think that's a really tough decision at this point, but that's me. So like you do you obviously, Uh, but I'm just kidding. Yeah. I mean, they were really different. It, but I also saw like family I haven't seen in yeah. a really long time and it was really good to see them and hung out with my nieces and nephews while they were watching all these farm animals, which was super fun. Um, yeah. So, and, uh, while and I you actually were really gone. like farm animals, so it was really excited. Like I was really excited about that too. So, and yeah. I got to like catch fireflies cause they were oh, kind of, you did? Were, oh, like, no, that's cool. Um, okay. so like that was like a big childhood Reminiscence that's, that's, yeah. of mine. So we, uh, we, I've never seen him actually yeah. in my life. So like that would be pretty cool. Yeah. I'd be up for that. Kylie we, really wants to go do that. Yeah, you. I mean, you should go to the East Coast for lots of other things. But yes. as a person who's like yes. lived their whole life on the West Coast, like do it in the summer and go to somewhere near like a wood or a field or whatever where you can see fireflies and catch them. Um, it was really fun. I used to do it as a kid because we lived when I was a kid. We lived in Maryland. And my mom, who grew up in Yakima, was always like, go catch fireflies, like yeah. <laughs> living vicariously through her children. Yeah. But. And while you were gone, uh, our my daughter and my wife watched your cats again, came uh-huh. in and, and saw them and uh, did all that kind of stuff. And as a 
uh, quote unquote gift slash payment <laughs> slash whatever. You gave us a bag of really I, good coffee. I did give you a bag of really good of coffee. Vietnam coffee. It's yeah, beans from Vietnam. Yes. Yeah. And we just so you know, we just started drinking it two days ago uh-huh. because we had other stuff that we had to use up before we did it. And I'm really digging it. I'm really oh, liking good, it. Good, good, and good. so I wanted to say thank you publicly. You said I have a gift for you. And I said, and then you said, well, not really for you. It's for your wife, but you're going to benefit from yeah, it. Yeah, I did. And uh, <laughs> so I had no idea what it was. Um, and uh, then it was coffee. And I was like, oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. And perfect timing. And anyways, it's, yeah. it's something about your brother-in-law. Yeah. So my sister and brother-in-law are friends with one of the owners of this coffee company. It's okay. called Civic Roasters. They're based out of Tacoma. Um, and, uh, my sister and brother-in-law are friends with them and now they're neighbors with that woman. Her name is Bettina. Um, and they are like ethically sourced and they work really hard to, um, do the coffee industry. Right. Um, and then they get one of their sources is from Vietnam, which you don't usually see that when you buy beans. That's the first time I think I've ever even seen that in like a coffee shop or anything like that most people i don't think even like before my sister introduced me to this i didn't even realize they grew coffee in vietnam yeah because you you know it's like that weird altitude certain heat things and all that kind of stuff um but they do and the reason you don't see it in bean form is because like 90 percent of it is owned by nestle and so it goes into all of their like instant coffee and all of those kinds of things um but yeah, you can get so they have whole beans that you can get from Vietnam. One of their sources is in Vietnam, so that's cool. Yeah, well, uh, thank you for that. And You're I also welcome. wanted to give you a plug, <laughs> give them a plug for that. Yeah, so that's good. That's awesome. Uh, good deal. We uh, yeah, we had one last camping trip up to Clayton with some family members, and and uh, then other than that, it's getting ready for school, which starts tomorrow. So yeah. like we have a uh, I'm. As soon as we press end on this podcast recording, <laughs> I get to go to get to. Did you see what I said? Yeah, there? you did. I get to go to a back Good to framing. school night and uh, <laughs> go see meet my my kids' new teachers, and they're excited. And are and Grayson and Jovi up. in the same class this year? Uh, no, separate classes. Okay. Um, and they, uh, yeah, so different teachers, different all that, and then London starts eighth grade. Uh, like her, she's the big dog at the at the middle school this yeah, year. Yeah, so yeah. she's on ASB. She started volleyball today. That's so exciting. Great. Yeah, it's crushing it. So. It's a lot of fun. It is also fantasy football draft week. <laughs> so you're going to see a bunch of these like, oh, man, here's what I did. Here's what I whatever. How over under how many fantasy football drafts are you in in the next 10 days? Me? Yeah, you personally. I'm going to set the line at 0. 0.5 and <laughs> okay. I'm going to take the under. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> OK, which that was a dumb one because we all know that. Yeah, how I was many? Like- <laughs> I'm going to set the line at two and a half for me. For you. What do you think? Over, under, two and a half fantasy sports over drafts. Over three. Yes, I'm doing three. I have yeah. been three. One of them is Sunday here with the church, church people uh-huh. and then two with some college buddies. I thought games started on Thursday. No, next Thursday. Oh, uh, okay. They have a two-week break in between. They only Got have it. three preseason games, and then typically there would be another fourth preseason game this year. They canceled that, and they're doing two-week break between it. So Is that for like the health safety stuff that – uh, nobody goes about? to those preseason yeah, games uh-huh. and they all the only thing that good there's no good that comes out of them they just mm-hmm. people get hurt and blow their knees out yeah. and then if, for a dumb preseason game so the players didn't want it the uh, as a like a season ticket holder you're forced to pay full price for these tickets no and nobody goes to these games yeah it was really the nfl just going we just need something else to go on tv and so when they added a 17th game this season got it one of the negotiations was get rid of a fourth got preseason it. game so that's what they that did. seems fair yeah i think so so 
exciting, exciting times. It's going to be a lot of football talk in the next few days. And I, I posted on my uh, Instagram <laughs> today, hoping to get some feedback uh, on it. When was the last time that you cared what somebody else drafted for their fantasy football team? Because that's my favorite. I was following like <laughs> several people today who are posting. They're like, they're look at my team, dude. I'm totally stacked. And I'm yeah. like, I, nobody cares. <laughs> What you drafted for your team. No, unless we're in the same league and you got all the people I wanted. I said for, on a scale from one to the last time that the Mariners were in a World Series. When it, and some of you like you will get what I'm talking about with that. The answer to that, that trivia question is never. They've yeah. never been in the World Series. When was the last time that you cared about uh, something uh, like that? So. Hopefully we'll get some feedback on that. But uh, that's good. That's good. Uh, we also had uh, some cool events. While it, since we were gone, we did some back. Like I think since the la- in the last month, we've done a back alley night. We've done. Uh, we last night we did our place to the table event. Yep. We did a vision mm-hmm. night thing. We had a dessert and a bunch of home teamers came and got a chance to chat with all of them and and uh, plug away. And we revealed our new mailer that's going out in yeah. a couple of weeks. Um, our fall strategy plan, our new service time start this week. It's just a lot of fun, new, cool stuff happening. And it feels very fall, start of school, new things happening, relaunching, doing all that stuff. I think so. so. And the weather's starting to get like just awesome, man. Yeah. It's like hitting 80 or 90, maybe. Which is great. So if you need to go out and do something, you can go do it in the heat. Yep. And then at night you're like sitting on your back patio going, I need a sweatshirt. This is awesome. (laughs) I love that. Super pumped. Uh, is it? What's your favorite season? Because this is my wife's oh, favorite season okay. right now. Um, I think summer is. My yeah, favorite summer's season. still my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still love summer. I love the long days. I think I like late spring into summer, like early summer, better than late summer. If it continues to be over a hundred for like forty-eight days in a row, or whatever it was this year, <laughs> then summer will drop down on my list. Yeah. I feel like. <laughs> That I can do that for like a seven day period, mm-hmm. eight day, ten, maybe even ten days. But then you got to come back down, man. That's yeah. that's just pushing too hard. And that was a bummer because yeah. if it was like this year, if this year was like every year, then I'd probably be like maybe falls better. But. Well, you might end up changing your yeah. favorite season soon. Why? What do you have? What do you know? Something I don't. I mean, climate change. <laughs> crap, it's really Megan. funny though because I feel like I didn't feel that way, but I also like went to the coast during several or like left. You did. Like I you was avoided gone the heat. Right. during several of those like major heat moments. Which is funny because so. that's what most people do. Like February, they go to Hawaii to yeah. get out of like, oh, I love the winter. I love Christmas time or whatever. And yeah, you don't because you leave to get out of it. So obviously <laughs> you're biased in that way. Right. But no, I get that. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, let's do it. On uh, on Sunday, we continued, and it feels weird to continue a series that we've not talked about previous on the, <laughs> on this thing. But we did part five uh, of our series called OMG, a series on idolatry, and uh, we talked a little bit about uh, not necessarily power because power was more uh, last week, but this uh, idea of just achievement and success and always pushing and always driving and. and and feeling like I've got to stay busy to feel like I'm a valuable person. Which I think is kind of the idol of control in a way. It right? is, like, yeah. I can control this. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter how bad the situation can be. Yeah. What I'll do is just work harder, yep. right? I'll put in more hours. I'll I'll, I'll keep myself uh, uh, crazy, crazy busy and, and motivated. And um, if I get enough money or enough this, enough that, I'll do it. And we celebrate it, right? And then you go on social media and you, you look at, what how how hard people are working how they're busy and and you know you're sitting on your couch being lazy and they're they're working they're at the gym and you're like I should probably do that you know what I mean <laughs> so it's out there it feels like that a lot I, I totally yeah. understand kind of some of that um, and we said that there was a story in Second Kings about a guy named Naaman who 
tried to solve his situation with, I'm a person of influence. Something's happened to me that's outside of my control. But if I go with enough money and enough gold and enough changes of clothes uh, to be able to give this person, then I can bribe them into getting what I want. And that just isn't how it works. And we looked at uh, kind of the salvation side of things. If salvation is received, you don't do a great thing to get it. A great thing has already been done. It had nothing to do with you, but in a way it has everything to do with you. So that was a kind of a basic overall mm-hmm. summary of mm-hmm. it. I haven't preached about Naaman or Second Kings in a long time. I broke out a commentary <laughs> for this that was like I was bending the pages because they, they were dusty? like yeah, glued together. <laughs> so uh, it, had, it had been a while, um, but I was, that, was, that was good. Um, mm-hmm. But what did you take away? What was some of your – you were able to be in there, right? Yeah, I was in there for the – I missed the very, very end because I had to leave. But um, – and make sure things were ready for no longer, service. no I longer. Know, I know. I'm Hold excited. that. We'll get back to that. Um, I think the things that kind of struck me um, in the passage got like they talk about God being the God of everyone, even it, during the Old Testament, which is like you don't always think about that when we're talking when we read like it, yeah. in the new Testament, God is the God of everyone, but in the old Testament, God is the God of the Israelites. Yeah. Like yeah they're yeah. the chosen people, but even throughout the old Testament. And I think it's in that, in the verse from second Kings, like it's explicitly says like God is their God as well. And, um, I mean, it's not quite as like talked about or yeah. like whatever, but he, like, he's always been everyone's God the right. whole time. Um, his people were just the Israelites. Those are the people I'm in relationship with and doing these specific things for, but I am the God of everyone. Um, and I don't remember which that, one. No, that's a, that was a yeah. big deal. I, I pointed that out. I think in first service, I don't know if I mentioned it as much in second service, but that was a, whoever wrote Kings is trying to make a statement there uh, that would have been kind of a foreign thing for most of them to think about. It was like our nations had our gods, and if our nation beats your nation, that means our gods are stronger than your gods. And they didn't deny the existence of of your god. They just said he just must not be powerful enough because he didn't win. You know what I mean? And it was very clear that uh, Israel had a different conception of this that I think probably early on wasn't as – like this story was written later, right? So I don't know like in the midst of that as Israel's kind of – doing the actual work of expanding as a nation. I don't know that they thought like that. I think that they still, there's, there's, there's kind of talk about how they believe they still believed in the existence of other gods for other nations, but our God is greater. Mm -hmm. So not true monotheistic, whereas monotheism now would say there is only one God. We only believe in the one God. Those are just fabrications in your mind. Israel would say, no, there might be many gods. That's fine. But our God is the supreme one over Mm -hmm. all of those gods. And so that kind of comes through. There's a fantastic book called The Desire of the Nations by uh, Oliver O'Donovan um, that it kind of spoke to the Old Testament's universality of God, Yahweh, God over the nations. Like every, every nation that has created these God's systems or these religious structures are craving this one thing. And Yahweh is God's the answer to all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a, a, a tough, a tough read, but really, um, really, really good. So cool. if you want, if that, if that was of interest to you, you're listening and you're like, man, I wish we could have gone further in something like that. Check out the desire of, uh, of the nations, uh, for that reason. But yeah, there was also a quote in there from C.S. Lewis. Yeah. That was the other thing ring. that got me. So, and, uh, man, I did, I don't think I did justice to the entire thing. Cause that essay 
is one that I've I read a long time ago and it has stuck with me. And I probably have read that 20 or 30 times over the last, I don't know, however many years. It just it feels like every time somebody quotes that in a book from something else, I'm always like, that's really good. Where's that from? Of course, it's from C.S. Lewis's inner ring piece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it came through a collection of essays, and I don't remember which, A Mind Awake, perhaps, or something from, from C.S. Lewis. But if you Google it, it's it's all in that free reign stuff at post 40 years. So it's not public domain. Is that, or it is public domain, whatever you want to do. You can, down, you can get that whole essay on there. Mm-hmm. Super, uh, super great read. I might just push that out in general on, on socialist this week, just to be like, Hey, uh, this is, this is a good stuff. But that idea of it being in every setting, this feeling, this desire, this lust for exclusivity, you know, mm-hmm. we, we talk about inclusivity being so good. Let's see the dark side of exclusivity that we are all, uh, definitely susceptible to mm-hmm. of feeling like we're, we're in the in club. We're the ones that are really the influencers. We're the one who makes the decisions, even though everybody else is, we're all, it's de- democracy, but it's not really right. <laughs> yeah. And in the Clody's talking about wanting to be in the in group and you can only be in the in group if there is an out group. Um, yeah. and so like that, and he's also like saying, I think more than, other like motives that lead us towards moving away from God, wanting to be in is like much more powerful yeah, and much more pervasive than, and probably harder to spot and harder to like change and fix and call out in other people. Yeah. Um, and so we, I think we're more susceptible to that in time. So, yeah. Yeah. Which is that using your success and control and ability to try and gain these things that you that are not gainable, they've been given to you. Yeah. So, yeah, those I are love my it. two points. Good. All right. Well, uh, this next week we uh, finish this series up. It's it's been a six week series, um, so uh, hopefully you can be a part of that um, and come. And we do communion at the conclusion of every series, so we'll be doing communion this week, this weekend, which means an extra song of worship, which is always good. And, uh, uh, yeah. And then we jump into kind of our, our new, uh, launch series, which I'll give the name away because the art, I won't give you the, I won't give away the artwork. Cause I do want to reward the, uh, the people who showed up <laughs> last night and you'll see it in your mailbox most uh-huh. likely in the next couple of weeks, but we're doing a series called try not to suck a series on dysfunction, mm-hmm. um, starting on September 19th. Um, that's our big comeback weekend. That's our big, uh, hoorah. So what happens this weekend, we know it's Labor Day, so we didn't want to do it then. Then the 12th is opening weekend of football season, and the Seahawks play at 10 o'clock. So we were like, <laughs> we're going to wait one more week. We're going to give you an extra week, <laughs> get it all in, get your fix in, get disappointed in the Seahawks or whatever, you or get or uh-huh. hyped or whatever you want to do. Uh, and then September 19th is our big, please, if you are in the area and are open to in-person sort of stuff, um, uh, then we, we'd love to have you. Um, we're going to be doing 8.30 and 10 o'clock. Moving forward, those are going to be our two service times, 8.30 in the morning. We're bumping that half hour back for a a variety of reasons, um, but mostly because we want more time for our volunteers in between the services and really just felt like it was a little bit too rushed getting people out. Get out, get out, get out, get get in, get in, get in. We start Mm -hmm. the next one, and we were losing that sense of community that we just we really like. So Mm -hmm. um, be a part of those two things, and the live stream will continue to be on at 10 a.m. if the live stream option is the best part for you. All right, let's do our something interesting. I open, so you go first. Yeah, so um, if you – to remind everyone, um, we end our podcast by saying something interesting that we've seen or heard or, like, watched or whatever that we kind of sparked our interest or that we liked and want to share with you. Um, So mine is, um, as you all may remember, I – 
listen to lots of podcasts. Um, and uh, Malcolm Gladwell, who is someone that Brett and I both enjoy, has a summer series called Revisionist History. He only has it in the summer. Um, and this summer, he just ended it this last week and ended it on an episode about dogs. Um, and specifically about dogs' ability to smell things. And specifically about their ability to smell diseases. Um, and so you all probably know we use dogs to smell like bombs and drugs and those kinds of things, firearms, that kind of stuff. Um, but there is also growing, um, ability to use dogs to smell out diseases like cancer, um, is one that is being developed a lot, but also dogs can smell viruses. Um, and so they're like, it's a little bit outside of our understanding. There's some sort of like protein structure in a virus or a cancer cell or whatever that changes um, our cell structure and changes the like odorants that our cell structures put out. Um, humans don't have a sophisticated enough nose to detect it, but dogs do. Um, and once dogs have been trained on a specific smell, they are between 90 and 95% effective. Um, they rarely have false positives. Um, they, um, catch almost all of the cases, um, and it's way less invasive. They basically just touch your skin for like a half a second with their little noses. And then they are able to tell whether or not you need to get screened for other things. Um, and you know, Malcolm has like very strong opinions and he's, um, usually has some sort of angle he's pushing towards, but he always, always does. has an angle he's pushing. And, towards. and it's funny to try and figure it out. Yeah. Like, uh -huh. Cause it's, it's very unclear until about halfway or three quarters of the way yeah. through the podcast. And then you go, there it is. There it is. Now yeah. I know what he's yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I kind of agreed with him this time because, um, the, his like line at the very end was like, <laughs> if we as a human species, um, could get over ourselves um, and weren't as narcissistic, like we could partner with the superpowers that other animals and other beings and other like plants on this planet have been given by nature um, and like solve so many more problems in so much more effective ways. But because we're like, because we can't smell it, <laughs> we like completely discount <laughs> the ability of a sure. dog to smell it. Um, but they like... You know, we are a sight animal and they are a smell animal. And so, yeah. When you flew this last weekend, was there a dog in the airport at all doing anything? No, there were no, I didn't see any dogs sniffing anything. But. So, I, that, I, I, that's a rarity. I don't fly all that much, but I do do our Vegas trip mm -hmm. every year, right? For the guys from March Madness. Uh, and every time, every time you fly out of Vegas in that security line is a dog smelling for drugs that are about to be taken on the airplane i think it's because of the area and, and yeah. you, know, you can get anything you want in vegas mm -hmm. apparently and so yeah. it's like just so just in case you think you can take this home with you it's all he's walking back and forth just you know you can't touch him can't get close and mm -hmm. it's amazing to see i've yeah. never i've never seen anybody get caught but that would be a lot of fun to be yeah. like all of a sudden just well i mean the dog point. doesn't do anything most of the time their like cue is they just sit yeah yeah this one they like walking back and forth in front of you. And they're like, please don't touch the dog. And it's uh -huh. just like, you have to, <laughs> then, then what they would do is they would have you walk by, I'm, I'm giving you hand motions, which doesn't help yeah. with the podcast, but <laughs> you would walk by and then the dog would cross 
your, your path, your path of scent behind you. Uh-huh. And then if you were good, then the next person would walk and then he'd go back the other direction Interesting. and just do that. It was crazy. Yeah, it's that's wild. cool. It's so. really cool though. So that yep. was my, that's my thing. Good. Uh, mine has to do because you gave us coffee from Vietnam. I, sure uh, did. I saw some statistics the other day that I thought were mildly interesting. Um, that, uh, because of some climate shocks in Brazil, there was a massive freeze in Brazil, not to mention in combination with the problems with international shipping containers, that the price of coffee beans, raw beans is set to go up about 45% over the next year, which is gray town. Now here's, uh, how this might or might not affect you depending on where you shop. Um, most small town, you know, small business, like I'm sure your, uh, sister's neighbor, mm-hmm. um, gets their beans on, on a shorter sort of future basis. They put it in an order, then that's shipped and that's done. And maybe it's a couple months out to kind of be this, but the coffee futures are starting to catch up faster, but it's only going to penalize at this point, like the little guys, because mm-hmm. what happens with Starbucks and Nestle is they buy so far in advance a year in events, they lock in their price for events like this to allow them the flexibility to adjust over time to increase as opposed to right now, all the little guys got to go, well, that's not what we paid for it. We have to bump up our prices mm-hmm. a little bit more. And unfortunately that, that then negatively affects them based yep. on it going up. So if you see an increase uh, in prices of, of coffee and you're wondering why Starbucks hasn't done it or uh, whatever, then that's yeah. kind of part of the stuff. It sucks being a small business in yeah. that way. Now it can work the other way if the price then plummets Starbucks is locked in a certain price. You're, you know, these yep. people can do it. So it's all market economics. It's just as a bummer in this window of how bad everything has come together because of this, mm-hmm. um, that it's going to be a, a tough deal for a while. So, uh, yeah, 43%, uh, Interesting. It's, it's gone up already 43% in 2021 and it, it's expected to go even higher. Wow. So there you go. Yeah. That's sad. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> What's happening too now yeah. is... Companies are perhaps dealing with the shortage by switching the quality of beans to lesser quality to try and, uh, you know, do that, yeah. to overcome that. And so it's like, do we sacrifice quality or do we pay more per cup to be able to make that happen? So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see it how that all that works. But the uh, the five-year graph of this, here's the, this is what the five-year graph looks like. It doesn't look, look great. It's Not- like, it's moving up, looking, ex- <laughs> moving looking up. exponential. That's what it's doing. No bueno. <laughs> Uh, all right well coffee futures that's always fun that's that'll do it for uh this week's episode of say something interesting um we uh we'll be back every single week if you're new to this sort of thing we we recap sunday's talk and and talk about what's ahead and um oh you got a sticker right there civic roasters i just noticed it uh-huh nice good for you she's on her laptop she only had the she had one sticker on her laptop <laughs> and it was from christmas eve this last year uh and now she has two so yeah uh-huh. all right um yeah, this Sunday is the conclusion series. We'd love to have you be a part of that. Uh, keep an eye on some social media. We will be posting some uh, some interactive stuff. We want to start. I want to start getting some feedback from some people to be able to kind of incorporate that into this. So get that out earlier in the week and then uh, incorporate it on our on our discussion. Cool. So follow there. Anything else? No, I'm good. See you guys. Have Bye. a great week.